It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. Well, now joining us for our weekly conversation with the general manager of your Oakland Athletics, the only place you can hear David on a consistent basis is A's Cast and A's Cast Live. Hard to believe, David, but we only got nine games left. Oh, finally. Thank God. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, been, a, it's been a long year, and these last nine are going to be just as long as the other 153 or so. Yeah, it, it's it, it's it's crazy. I was just reading this before you came on, and and I think this is going to be a theme for the next couple years. Is you got to get fat on the bad teams. The Indians have now won. <laughs> Indians have won seventeen of eighteen against the Tigers, including sixteen in a row. One of the reasons why oh. Cleveland's right on the heels of the Rays and the A's is because they keep beating up on the Tigers. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy how the schedule works out that way, and you know different divisions. In different years, you know, we we, uh, we took advantage of the Astros for a couple of years when they were in their down cycle. So uh, I can't say we haven't had that same advantage in the past, but uh, it is crazy to look at, you know, a couple hundred, hundred lost teams in the other two divisions and knowing that the teams we're competing against get to play them 19 times. You know, I was just running through it, all the different teams that were in the playoffs for the athletics. And, you know, only one time did the A's win a series, but then the next series they got swept. And there's there's something about being tough. There's something about being resilient when you're in the postseason and you're winning series because it's so hard to do. What kind of toughness do you think this team has heading to the 2019 playoffs? Well, it's certainly an important quality, and uh, I really appreciate you bringing up all those series we lost over the last uh, 19 seasons, as I'm, as I'm sure the fans do as well. Um, it's it's critical when you get into a playoff situation to have that that resilience, even from you know from inning to inning, you have to bounce back because everything is is so important. You know, every every out, every play is is scrutinized, and you have to be able to to bounce back from things and and when you know you just don't have that much margin for error well this team has been resilient it was resilient last year and i believe they 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 grew from what happened at yankee stadium would you agree with that in that wild card game it'd be hard not to to learn something i mean obviously you know there's some different guys here but there there are some core guys who went through that experience um, not only just the game in Yankee Stadium, but down the stretch last year, having to win as much as we did, getting in, understanding, you know, what that accomplishment means. And then, yeah, going through that one game situation, I, I think we all learned from it. I know the guys on the field uh, are anxious to get another crack at it if we can pull it out here in this last, uh, this last stretch. So we did the Bob Melvin show yesterday, and I was asking him about today's day off. 
And then, of course, the day off coming up here. And I asked him about setting up potentially for the wild card game. And he said, well, you got to ask David about that. So uh, he threw the bu- he passed the buck to you. Uh, with these two days off, does that really help you start and your staff to start kind of getting an idea of what you want to do for that Wednesday playoff game if you're able to get in it? You're not going to let me to say you have to ask Bob about that, are you? <laughs> no, no. He, he, he already passed the basketball to you. It's your turn to shoot. <laughs> I'm not a great shooter. Um, yeah, I think, look, first of all, the day off today is much needed. We had 16 in a row. The guys played great. You know, the stretch through some hot weather in Texas, playing against a, a brutally tough team in the Astros at home, and then coming home here uh, at the end of that to take two out of three from Kansas City. So the day off is huge from that standpoint to get these guys the rest that they need. Um, having today and Monday off does allow us to take a look at the rotation uh, and, and maybe make some, you know, some adjustments looking ahead somewhat to, uh, to a postseason game. Look, we, we need to win as many games as possible over the next nine. The Rays and the Indians aren't going anywhere. You know, they're setting out to win every single game. So we need to win and make sure that we keep our rotation intact to do that. Um, but the days off do allow us potentially to make, uh, make some adjustments. So I, I think – you know, this weekend we know we're going Fires, Manaya, Roark, these three games, and I don't think anything after that is set in stone. So Fires, because th- there's been rumors that he could be going on the IL, a- he, so he's going to start tomorrow. Mike's fine. Yeah, he, feel, he feels great. Obviously he came out of the game in Texas, but uh, he's been on the mound. He feels good. Uh, he's, he's the Friday night starter. So, you know, it, it, it's so hard to believe, David, that, you know, with nine games left, I mean, you potentially could get to 100 wins or 97, 98, you know. Hard to believe back-to-back years you win 97 games and upper 90s again, and you're just in the wild card game. Isn't that crazy? It is. It, it's hard to believe. Welcome, you know, welcome to the Astros era in the American League West. But uh, you have to give them credit. They've, they've built a great team. They've gone out and done it you know three years in a row now so uh it's kind of the reality i was hoping you could explain something for our audience because i get these calls all the time and i'm not good at explaining it so people go wait a minute you know you you, you had lazardo and you had murphy come after september how can you get them on the playoff roster i said yes there's a way so can you explain to the audience how you can get these guys on the playoff roster since they weren't here before september Yeah, so, you know, the two parts of this are anybody who is in the organization on August 31st is eligible to be in the postseason. Um, You know, outside of the 25 guys who were active that day, you also have uh, disabled list spots or, excuse me, injured list spots. Uh, And then anybody who in the interim has been injured can be replaced. So just because Murphy and Lazardo were not on that active 25-man on the 31st of October does not mean they cannot replace other guys who were. Thank you. Because, you know, people are like, hey, I've been trying to tell them, I'm like, yes, they're going to be on their playoff roster. And they're like, they can't be. I'm like, I swear you just have to trust me. Because, you know, I I, I talked to Bob about this yesterday, just the way, like, like, let's say the division series lines up. You got Friday, Saturday. Then you got Sunday day off, and if you were able to get into the wild card and win the wild card, 
You know, you, I could see, like, Lazardo could be a long guy for you on Friday. Puck could be a long guy for you on Saturday. Then you have the day off. That gives, like, Lazardo a couple days. It's kind of like the David Price role back in 2008. Do you see that for these two young, fresh arms? I think Bob's done a great job of, of using Jesus, and, and AJ has settled into a role. I think there's a lot of things they could do in that scenario. Um, you know, obviously – Baseball superstition being what it is, uh, nobody around here is talking about a division series, uh, barely talking about the wild card other than the fact that we have to be prepared for it if we get there. Um, so we'll get there when we get there. But, uh, but there's a lot of options right now, and I think we've done a really good job down the stretch here of, of using our pitching staff to our best ability. Well, you know how talk shows go. Of course we put the cart before the horse. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not how Bob does it. So uh, <laughs> that, must be, that must be why he only listens to his own show. You know, I think about, uh, yeah, we can't get Bob to listen to this. Um, Matt Olson has really come into his own. And we had Mike Petriello from MLB.com yesterday, and he called Olson a star. And I went, I've been watching it. It's so impressive. At 25 years old, I, I just talk about your first baseman and the fu- and his future. I mean, not only now, but his future. It is so bright. It really is unbelievable. It is. And, and if you go back a little bit to the, the beginning of the season, I think, you know, Bob's quotes after that, uh, it wasn't after the second game in Japan, but it was, you know, after the workout when we knew – we knew Matt was going to be out for a little while. I mean, Bob knew, and these guys knew how important Ole is to this team. Um, and not just, you know, not just the offensive production, but obviously the gold glove defense, what he means to the other infielders, what his presence means in the lineup. And I think, you know, we've seen it since he got back. I mean, you're talking 35 homers and fewer than 500 at bats. Um, you know, a guy who has picked us up when Chris was struggling, you know, Chapman struggling a little bit here in September. Ole's on fire. So uh, uh, just another guy who can carry the load. Um, and I, I don't disagree with, with what Mike says. He is a star. When you think of certain moves this season that we didn't see coming, because they did an article on ESPN.com about, you know, the, the, the best move, and they had turning Liam Hendricks into the closer. So I like that one. I think we didn't see Marcus Simeon as an everyday guy leading off for you. And the guy we called duct tape, Mark Canna, whether it's DH, right field, center field. You know, we kept talking about Ramon Laureano when he comes back, but now Laureano's playing in right to kind of save his legs, and Canna continues to be your center fielder. Out of those three stories this year, which one would you say is the biggest surprise? Ooh, um... You know, I, I was just going to say, anytime you, you win 90-plus games and you're in playoff contention, you're going to have some unexpected things happen to help your club. Um, I I don't think uh, anyone imagined Liam as a closer, mostly because Blake and, and Lou were so effective last year. We figured we were lucky to have a guy like Liam in a, you know, a setup role or a, you know, a seventh-inning role. Um, I, I think, you know, it'd be unfair to Marcus to say we didn't, we didn't expect him to get better and, and to continue what he's doing. The guy who had 27 homers just a few years ago and, and you know, struggled through a wrist injury, um, you know, had some other things. So you knew the power was there. I think, I think we all thought he was going to be uh, an outstanding player. Um, Canna, you know, 
Cam has shown glimpses. I don't know that anybody knew what he would do playing close to every day. Um, it's sort of a long answer way of saying they're all, you know, they're all critical to what we've done. Um, and I said, I don't know where we'd be without any of the three guys. Well, you got an ace up your sleeve right now. And since there's nine games left, four games from now, Frankie Montas can come back and pitch for you. And I believe he can also pitch in the wild card game. Is that correct? He cannot. No, he is not eligible for any postseason. He, what he could do is pitch in a tiebreaker game if for some reason we tie with uh, with the Rays or the Indians for the second wild card or all three teams tie. If there's some scenario where you have to play extra games, Frankie would be eligible for that because they're, uh, you know, they're considered regular season games. But he is not eligible for a wild card game because that's postseason. David, when I read the three-team tie scenario, I went, who thought <laughs> this up? This is crazy. We, we have spent an inordinate amount of time in the office looking at that and thinking about uh, the different scenarios. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping we don't have to put them into play. So how is Frankie looking? Frankie's been great. He, uh, you know, for about the past month, I think we talked about he's been throwing every fifth day, getting, you know, up to 90 pitches in simulated games. His velocity's good. Um, you know, the poor, poor rookie ball kids who had to face him have been striking <laughs> out in a, at an alarming rate. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's good. Tomorrow, the 20th, there will be his last simulated game down in Instructional League. And, uh, and like you said, he will rejoin us on Wednesday in Anaheim. And we hate the news on Blake Trinan in the back. And, and when you're dealing with the back, you, you really don't have a true timetable. Just what's going on with Blake? Yeah, he's, you know, he's been experiencing those issues for a few weeks now and, um, you know, battled through it, you know, tried to give him a day or two off here and there. Just finally in Texas felt like he couldn't pitch through it anymore. And, and he does have uh, a small stress reaction back there. And we're hoping he takes the last two weeks off of the season that, uh, you know, if we are in a postseason scenario, we can try and ramp him up and see if he's ready to go. But, uh, yeah, Blake's battled through a lot this year. Um, hopefully this is just one more bump on his way to uh, coming back. And do we have any real news on Stephen Piscotty? I don't. You know, Stephen is, is working as hard as he can to try and get back. He's, uh, you know, he's with the team on the road trip in Houston, Texas, working out every day with the training staff. Uh, he's been taking some swings. He's starting to do some running uh, in the last couple days. But uh, it's still still hard to say what we can expect from Steven over the next week and a half or beyond. Let's end on this. Glenn Kuyper had a, a, gl a great line down in Texas when he said to Ray Fossey, he goes, Ray, did you ever think in April that you'd see, you'd see Brown on third, you'd see Murphy on second, and you'd see Noisy at the plate in a big game in September? It's, you know, it's an amazing credit to our player development people and, and to those kids who – had great years in the minor leagues and, and stepped right in to contribute, you know, playing in September baseball, that means something, not an easy way to, uh, to step into the big leagues and all these guys, you know, Brown makes a big splash in Kansas city. Noisy gets the hit in New York that, you know, we ultimately lost that game, but it's filled in with some great defense at second base, a, a position that he frankly hasn't played that much. Um, Murph hits the homer in his home debut and has come up with some other big hits and, uh, we already talked about Lizardo and Puck. So the fact that 
you know, these guys step in in September, meaningful games. They had a great year in Vegas, a team that won their division down there. Um, and, and, you know, Keith Littman and his people in the minor leagues, we stress winning, we stress the culture there, uh, and hopefully it, it, it plays when those guys get here. David, the next time we talk, it'll be the last series of the year. Okay. Wow. This thing is flown by. You want to tell me what we're going to be talking about a week from now? Because I would love to not have to stress about it over the next seven days. Yeah, we're going to talk about how you've clinched home field for August 2nd. And we're going to be, we're going to be interviewing you on August 2nd because we're going to have a big wild card show. That's what we're going to be talking about. Okay. Well, I will, uh, I will count on that and uh, look forward to catching up with you in a week. Great stuff. Good luck, David. All right, Tommy. Thanks. The general manager of your Oakland Athletics. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.